the best way to push somebody to somebody else is to say, stay away from them. Yeah. Yep. True. Like, immediately. Especially with their personalities. Yeah. It's like, hey, don't do the thing. I'm going to do the thing, but twice as hard now. Yeah. See, I was thinking about not doing the thing, and then uh, and now, now I'm definitely doing the thing. And you know what the thing is? Your sister. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Our Lost Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 22-year-old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the 100 script on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. My favorite board game is Mall Madness. And my name is Brittany Ray, and I am a 27-year-old writer in Vancouver, BC. I'm on Twitter at at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And my favorite board game right now is Doctor Who Monopoly. And we're excited to announce our guest for this episode, Pharaoh! Yay! Hi, I'm Pharaoh Amnesty. Um, I am an artist and a filmmaker. I'm 22 years old. I am currently living in Alberta. Uh, I'm a Slytherin, proud. Um, (laughs) I have seen the full show. I've seen up to this episode probably about four times because of just reasons. Reasons, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Favorite characters are probably Charlie and Claire. You can find me at Sparrow Amnesty on Twitter and at Pharaoh Amnesty on Instagram. And what's your favorite board game? Oh, uh, my favorite board game is Battle Wizards. (laughs) It's kind. Pharaoh is also sitting right beside me. Oh, Pharaoh, why don't you talk about how you know me? Uh, I know Robin through four years of schooling. We met in theater school, and our two friends groups of two people were like, hey, you seem cool. And then we became a four friend group, and it just kind of stuck. Yeah. (laughs) And we're the. I don't want to say we're the only ones left. We're kind of the only ones left. Yeah. Oh my god, you're the true survivors of this. Yeah. yeah. If you were if this were the Walking Dead, you guys would definitely be the survivors. Yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, say your thing, Brit. Robin's like, I don't get that reference. I don't watch the Walking Dead. <laughs> Neither do I, but still, okay. <clears throat> anyway, today we have words to say about episode 113 of Lost Hearts and Minds. So Hearts and Minds, first of all, is just it's such a weird episode. Like I remember this one in <laughs> Every time I always just think, oh, yeah, that's a weird one, isn't it? So basically, what Lostpedia tells me Hearts and Minds is a reference to is like a strategy used by the U.S. military to curry the popular favor or approval slash win the hearts and minds of the Vietnamese people during the Vietnam War. So now it's like a popular term that means like the way a society can use military and public relations to conquer a country and not necessarily through like violence but through winning the hearts and minds of the people that's uncomfortably prescient yeah i mean what it what it really says is taken into context with the episode shannon conquered boone not through the use of force but through the use of hearts and minds also boone and Locke, like Locke conquers boone and wins his allegiance you know, it's just a whole thing. Basically, Boone can't do anything himself. <laughs> Tag yourself by Boone. Manipulated. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just, a guy. he's a special guy. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. I have so many thoughts about this. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about it. I'm so excited to try and not drag Boone. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to try. <laughs> don't okay. Don't worry about it. The broadcast date was January 12th, 2005. It was written by Carlton Hughes and... Javier Grigio Marchwatch. He was in the. There was a um, 
uh, commentary for this episode that I watched, and he, like, said his full name, and I was like, I will not remember that, Javi, but thank you. <laughs> uh, it was directed by Rod Holcomb, and fun fact, this was Carlton's first writing credit. He ended up being a main showrunner, and he actually came in as the as an executive producer in 107 The Moth. What a beautiful demonstration of, like, how Hollywood like, really favors male writers is you go from writer to showrunner in, like, what, a season? True. <laughs> like, his but first credit to showrunner. Because, show like, Damon runner. was like, help me. Because <laughs> JJ <Holy> left. crap. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, all right. So what we're going to do now is a quick one-minute recap of the entire episode. Robin's going to try and do it in under a minute, but if she doesn't, then she's going to speed herself up to talk really fast. We got this idea from Lost in 8 Minutes and 15 Seconds, and if you've never seen that, you should Google it because it's absolutely hilarious. This episode, we open on the eye of our buddy Boone Carlisle. He's having a rough time seeing Saeed and Shannon all cozy. Locke tells him to tone it down so they can use Saeed as an asset later. Because Boone wants to tell Shannon their secret, Locke takes the sensible approach and ties Boone up and drugs him. Boone hallucinates saving Shannon, telling her secrets, and seeing her die from the monster. But when he confronts Locke about it, he learns that he made it all up and starts to let go. Meanwhile, Hurley tries to get a fish from Jin, resulting in a sea urchin problem. Kate discovers Sun's bilingual secret, and Saeed does some arts and crafts. In the flashbacks, Shannon manipulates Boone into coming and saving her from her abusive boyfriend, Brian. After the police won't intervene, Boone pays Brian $50,000 to leave Shannon, which he does not do. A betrayed Boone goes back to his hotel, and Shannon shows up, telling him that she always knew that he loved her, which is awkward. They make some questionable decisions and ultimately decide to go back to the way they were. I love skating over the main topic with questionable decisions. So we're going to start with the stuff on the beach, and I split that into three um, storylines, kind of. So starting out with the Hurley and Jin storyline, a.k.a. the best storyline in the episode, <laughs> we have Hurley, who hasn't been feeling well lately, and he asks Jack about patient confidentiality. Mm-hmm. He's saying that he's only eating fruit lately, and Jack is telling him to eat some fish, but he's like, I can't because Jin hates me. And then he makes this, like, racist family honor quip. Well, it might help if you had a little bit more protein in your diet. Dude, what can I do? There's no boar. No boar, no protein. You can eat fish. Jin's been catching a lot of them. No way, man. That guy has it in for me. <laughs> Come on. I'm not kidding. He offered me something to eat, like, right after he, you know, got here. Um, is that the thing with the spikes? Sea urchin. Yeah. And when I turned down, it's like I, I, I soiled his family honor or something. He hasn't looked me in the eye since. The guy holds a serious grudge. Thoughts? I feel like Hurley does the same generalizations that Sawyer does. True. Which is kind of just like a thinly veiled way for the writers to make a racist joke. But it kind of makes me feel sad because I'm like, we expect better from you, Hurley. Yeah. I mean, yes and no, because we have seen in earlier episodes him just generalizing them. True. In in general. But like, I don't know. I don't think he means any harm by it. I think he just no, kind of you're right. tries to make situations easier with mm-hmm. bad humor. Yeah. <laughs> He's a Chandler. Are Man, even Chandler, though. Even true, Chandler true. would not be <laughs> super racist. Like, Hurley just seems to always have a problem with, like, overgeneralization, like, Asian cultures. It's yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've seen that I'm, from him before. I'm not into it. The next thing that we have with Hurley and Jin is basically Hurley's just asking him where to get some fish. 
And he's like, you said a mean thing, didn't you? So the translation for what Jin said was, I have no time for amateurs, just stay out of my way. <laughs> just point me in the right direction. I'll take care of my own business with my own tools. <laughs> you said something mean, didn't you? That's such a reality show contestant thing to say. <laughs> and like I said before, what they do is whenever the people who we are supposed to be relating to don't understand, we don't get to understand either. Oh, like Jin and Sun? Yeah, like if it's a conversation in between Jin and Sun and we're like relating to Sun, then we're going to understand what they're saying. But since we're relating to Hurley in this, in this sort of thing, I don't think we get any subtitles this episode. I like that kind of like hidden Easter egg, though, where you get to go back and find out like what Jin actually <laughs> thought of her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now they're trying to catch fish with Hurley's, like, shirt net thing. Hurley's feeling very discouraged, and Jin is, like, basically laughing at him. <laughs> and that's when he steps on the sea urchin. This is, like, what, what do you think this is, Brittany? Do you think this is the island? Just because this is, like, too much of a coincidence that it was a sea urchin that he wouldn't eat, and now he steps on a sea urchin. Yeah, it kind of feels like the island. <laughs> Honestly, Sometimes the island's got jokes. The island slash the thing from the spoiler section later has yeah. a uh, questionable uh, humor, a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. So, but like, I would totally do that to Hurley. Be like, oh, you didn't want sea urchin? Here's a sea urchin in your foot. Yeah. <laughs> I put a sea urchin in your sea urchin so you can sea urchin. We've got, like, like we were, we were talking about before, it's like they like to do like different combinations because they have such a great ensemble that like anybody pretty much works with anybody and so they're like let's put Hurley and Jin together and they become this like slapstick duo (laughs) and I love them so much which this show totally needs like you need the humorous stuff too because basically this island is full of death and this episode especially is just so cringeworthy (laughs) um I have some more translations in the scene where Hurley is yelling at Jin to pee on his foot if that's what you're looking for (laughs) oh hell yeah so basically Hurley is having a hard time catching a fish and Jin points at the fish and says don't eat my fish And then he steps on the sea urchin, and Jin runs over and says, what did you do? Um, That's when he starts, like, just screaming about things. And Jin says, just pull out the spines, just pull them out. And then he starts yelling at him to pee on his foot, and Jin says, no, you idiot, that isn't going to do anything, that's for jellyfish stings. (laughs) Which apparently, that doesn't work either, by the way. What? Tell us more. It's like, that's just an old wives' tale. Hmm. So somebody way back when was like, how do I get this person to pee on me? I know. (laughs) Someone was into, like, some really weird stuff. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Listen, everyone has a weird kink, apparently, and that was that person. Yeah. Like, now everyone pees on everyone. Yay. It's a normal thing, guys. Sure. Sure, 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 (laughs) sure. I have questions about Pharaoh now. (laughs) No. (laughs) Talking in... Hypothetically, that, hypothetical, you know. yeah, 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 yeah,
inclined to English because he's been speaking English for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And so this was his first job actually speaking Korean on film. And mm-hmm. I just think about how hard it must be to pretend that you don't understand when you do. And I think that that's some talent, mm-hmm. too. I feel like it's, a, like, akin to, like, actors, like, acting against, like, green screen monsters. Yeah. <laughs> it requires a lot of imagination. True. Now talk to the tennis ball. <laughs> Just listen to a soundtrack in your head while they're talking, not along. Totally. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally listening to what you're saying. I just appreciate Daniel Day Kim so much. <laughs> Robin's like, I included this just in here so I could talk about how much I love Daniel Day Kim. <laughs> I love them all, okay? Except Matthew Fox, who assaults bus drivers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus. I always forget about that. It's, like, <laughs> it's just like a horrible reminder. <laughs> yeah. So Jin gives him some food and he's like, oh, I see what you're trying to do. Do you think that Jin actually was trying to get revenge or do you think Jin's just trying to be helpful? I think Jin's just tired of Hurley's crap. He's like, I can solve all of these problems and make him go away if I feed him. (laughs) (laughs) And then you think, oh, that's kind of problematic in itself. No, 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 no. I mean, like in a... All Hurley's problems right now that, like, make right. him attack, or, like, or snap a gin and step on sea urchins are food-related. And he's like, okay, here's a peace offering. Stop stepping on things and bothering me. Do you think that this is our first, like, is this them beginning to give us an arc where we like gin? Yes. This is, like, absolutely. the first episode where we're like, let's make him funny, and now yeah. everyone will start to like him. But, like, <sighs> I just have problems, like, the, with, with the way they wrote Jin in the first place. Like, mm-hmm. they, they, this should have been Jin the whole time. Agree. Fully mm-hmm. agree. Yes. Because, you know, he comes off as, like, borderline abusive, and you're like, why would you write your character like that in the first place? It mm-hmm. makes, especially, like, when you look at it from today's point of view, it makes him inherently untrustworthy in a really polarizing way. Especially when he does a complete 180 after that. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. I don't know. Farrah, what did you think the first time you saw Jin? Um, that is a long time ago. Yeah. A year ago. Um, I, th- I think, because I'm inclined to really like characters that they try to make me hate. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much no matter what. Yeah, no, Like, there's a the person here that's just like, this person's a really bad guy. And I'm like, yeah, but I mean. Is that literally me with John Murphy on the 100? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's literally true. you. But, like, I don't know. I think that, you know, before... The, the whole Jin Sun episode is like, you know, but, well, I mean, like, he's probably just frustrated and tired. And he wants to make mm-hmm. sure his wife's okay. And, and we don't know what their culture is. And we don't yeah. know, like, what they what their type of relationship is. And then their episode came and I'm like, okay, so he's a bad guy. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> no, he, 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 <laughs> there could be more to the story. And then there is. There is. There always is. Except with Umbridge. Except with Umbridge. <laughs> I like when people trash. just don't have depth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're just rotten to the core. Yeah, just frick you. That's it. <laughs> Hurley swallows the food, but then, like, immediately vomits. <laughs> Which is kind of... And then immediately afterward in the... We're not in the storyline yet, but immediately afterward in the episode, Jack gives Charlie a pill and Charlie just, like, swallows it no water. And it's, like, an interesting, like... Um, what's the opposite of a parallel? Or it is kind of a parallel. Juxtaposition? Paradigm. Is that what it is? I have no idea. I'm just making up words. Okay. (laughs) I feel like as a bunch of people who go in writing and film stuff, we should know the word for this thing. (laughs) Probably. Oh, well. Um, (laughs) Dichotomy. How about a dichotomy? Sure. That sounds beautiful. Sure. People know what I'm talking about. 
now we have this little tiny scene of Michael and Walt where Michael has this box and you're like, I see the setup for next episode. <laughs> Basically, that's not Whoa. even relevant until next episode. Yeah, I was like, I can't even remember what happens next episode, so <laughs> don't worry about it. Congrats. <laughs> so Michael found his own bag, which was exciting. And then Hurley's like, yay, I'm just going to eat some more fruit. Woo. Uh, that's when Jin gives him a fish. And it's, like, already cleaned and everything. And now they're best friends. <laughs> okay, so I have a question for you guys. Okay. Would you be able to eat the fish? Well, <sighs> not usually. But, you know, being on a deserted island, I guess you kind of have to. At least he didn't have to clean it himself. But then again, you know what I would do if I got on a desert island, so it doesn't really yeah, matter. Just, yeah, you just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> does Pharaoh know what you would do on a desert island? Well, she knows what I would do if I did, was in the Hunger Games. That's true. Yeah. So, so dark, that so pretty dark. much that same thing. Cute. That's one word for it. So I wouldn't. So I wouldn't have to deal with it, really. What? What about okay. you? Okay. Um. I don't know. I. I feel like I'm a survival person, mm-hmm. so I would probably eat the fish. Yeah. <laughs> Get like, Locke like, to cook it for you. Or yeah. Something. I'm, I'm like, I feel like in a lot of ways I would be like Shannon and be mm. like, how can I make all these people do yep. exactly what I want them to do without making anybody hate me? Except that's that's the difference between me and probably her is that I wouldn't <laughs> want people to hate me. So I'd be like, let me help you in the least possible way. <laughs> that is like the most Slytherin Hufflepuff thing I've ever <laughs> Be like, I don't want to be disliked, but I also don't want to do the work. And I'm like, same. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, do we have any spices? Like, can we can we shush this up a little bit? Yeah, I yeah. know. <laughs> like some some fresh ground salt, you know. Some yes. have any basil? Some white pepper. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> okay, so let's hope that none of us get marooned on uh, an island. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I got for Hurley and Jin. If you guys have any more, and then we can move on. I don't have any like Hurley and Jin thoughts other than like I love the comic relief that yeah. comes with. The absolutely horrible episode content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're going to move on to some stuff that happens with Kate and Son really quick. The first thing that we have is Jack watching Kate, which is like literally a parallel to last episode where Sawyer was staring at Kate through the bushes. Yeah. And it's like, what if everyone just like left Kate alone to like live her life for five seconds? <laughs> like there's this moment where she goes, I can see you over there. And it's yeah. like thinking about how she felt about it last episode. It's like, she's probably like how long until people can realize that I can just live my life without surveillance? I just love it because he sits there and he's like, ha ha, I wasn't hiding. And then, you know, he's standing in the bushes. It's like, ha I wasn't hiding. I was just staring at you through these bushes, <laughs> watching you through your window get undressed. I wasn't hiding. <laughs> I wasn't hiding. What is he, Sean Spicer? Yeah. <laughs> I had no problem staring at you and you knowing. Exactly. But, like, I feel like that's such a weird cliche rom-com thing where it's like, oh, that's yeah. not romantic. Why do male writers think that's romantic? <laughs> like, I'm watching not. you. I'm, yeah. I'm always watching you. Yeah, don't they always say things like, I've been watching you? Yep. Yeah. They yep. always say that. I feel like that's where, like, a lot of dudes who hit on women get the idea that it's, like, okay to follow them or, like, to yeah. watch them or to, like, like all their pictures repeatedly on Instagram. It's like... 
I'm watching you and I want you to know I'm watching you. And it's like, okay, but that's really weird. <laughs> it's like that guy who sat on campus and was like, I'm going to keep on playing this piano until you take me back. Like, yeah. no, dude. Yes. I saw it and everyone was just like, I hope she never does. Yeah. I hope you play that piano for eternity. Break your damn fingers on it. <laughs> I hope you die at that piano. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. It's such a it. weird thing. And I hope that like, no one ever writes that kind of thing ever oh, again because mm-hmm. it's horrible. He says, I didn't want to disrupt you. Yes. Yeah, sure. And you're like, all righty, buddy. Sure. Yes, he did. You wanted attention. Jack needs attention. Yeah. She literally is just like, well, I'm not like, it's not a secret. So I don't see what the problem is. And he's like, well, sometimes it's a secret. She has passion fruit seeds and Sun has been making a garden. It's got like herbs and low-growing fruit and stuff here and then over off yonder she has like a grove of like cool stuff i'm like bro she knows what she's up to if anybody has spices it'll be her yeah (laughs) yep oh my god yes okay see further proof that you should make friends with kate and only follow kate (laughs) he's like oh yeah well that's really smart since we don't have very much boar and kate's like well maybe Locke stopped catching it and he's like well why would he do that and she's like well you know why why get things for us when he could just get it for himself? And I'm like, spoken like a true Slytherin, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> she skates the line, and this time she she's definitely on the Slytherin side today. Just like last yeah. episode, she was on the Slytherin side, too. I love her. <laughs> just want to say. But, question, is that actually how Locke feels? Like, obviously, we know that that's not what's happening, but do you think Locke would do that? I think if Locke felt unappreciated, he might. Yeah. But otherwise, no. Yeah. I don't know. I could what see that, think? though, a little bit. Um, you know, being like, I have all this stuff. You can approach me, and then I'll give it to you. Mm. to prove I can take care of myself. But then at the same time, he wants to be like, look at how great I can take care of everybody. Yeah. The whole I can do it attitude. Like, yeah. if Jack can do it, I can do it sort exactly. of thing? Exactly. Locke wants to be Jack and Sawyer at the same time. Which is confusing, because Locke is at his best when he's just Locke. Yeah. True. When he's just his, like, little weird nerd self who just wants to help people, that's the best Locke. True, yeah. true. The next one we have is Kate and Son working in the garden, and she's saying that they've been there for almost three weeks. Kate's saying she was on her way to Bali because she wanted to explore the island. But, like, why is Kate lying right now if she thinks that Sun can't speak English. Yeah. Okay. I don't... I have, like, a theory. Okay. There's, like, two. It's, like, either she wants to, like, practice, like, at, like, lying and getting, like, a story straight. Mm Mm-hmm. Or it's kind of like she just kind of wants to talk and be able to say whatever she wants because everyone else is always examining every single thing she says. But she thinks, like, Sun isn't going to think about a single thing Kate says because Kate can just talk. Mm Mm-hmm. And in the course of the show, there actually haven't been that many, like, strictly female conversations, right? Like, yeah. Like, so far. Yeah. This has to be one of the first ones. And the other person doesn't even talk back, but it's kind of refreshing to just see, like, a woman be able to talk. Mm-hmm. It's probably also really nice for Kate to have somebody who just can listen, mm-hmm. um, especially with all these guys around who like to watch her and, like, be <laughs> all over her and stuff. She's like, you know, I can just be chill. And just... I have a buddy. Yeah. 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 And people don't tend to listen to Kate. So to have a person who just listens to yeah. Kate... 
Even you know, whether or not can't hear it. Sun enjoys it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sun's just like, why are you rambling? <laughs> I have a I have a question about that then. Last episode, Sun was like around and Kate was all, Jack, you're the only one who knows about me because she thought that Sun couldn't speak English. So do you think does Sun know the secret now? Oh, I never thought about that. Because like she never actually said Jack, you're the only one who knows that I'm a fugitive and killed five different people or whatever. But she did say he had, there were guns in the thing and the marshal, blah, blah, blah. So if Sun does speak English and overheard that, she could probably put two and two together and think that she was the one who was in the handcuffs. Probably. Probably. Sun is smart. But then that says a lot about Sun that she continues to like choose to be around Kate. Yeah, that's true. That's also the safest thing to do, right, as a wallflower, knowing that this person could potentially be dangerous, knowing about the guns and stuff like that. Either either she is the person who was in the handcuffs, or she was working with the person who put the person in the handcuffs. But either way, this is somebody you want as a friend, not as an enemy. Mm-hmm. Oh, good point. Oh, so it's, like, almost strategic. Possibly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, like, yeah, I, I wonder like if Sun is just like, this is a good person to be friends with. This is a person who could potentially protect me mm-hmm. later, especially knowing that later down the line, we know that Sun is way more of a badass than she seems right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I don't I think that she'd be willing to take that. I mean, you know, it's either it's strategic or it's like Kate found the garden and she was like, well, guess you're my friend now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that and, like, it must be nice for Sun to talk to someone who isn't Jin for once. That's true. Or, like, be or around Or Michael. Someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, like, always around those two. She's like, I also have two dudes staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> they can bond over that. Yeah. One who likes to button me up, the other one who's just kind of like, hello. You don't have clothes on? I will watch this. The other one who hands me my bra. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Yikes. I okay. feel sorry for all these women. Yeah. <laughs> Claire's like, I also have two men staring at me. Oh, one who tries to be, to, like, is always trying to talk to me, and the other one who steals me away in the night. <laughs> Guys, this island isn't good to women. No. <laughs> Shannon's like, I also have two men staring at me. One of them's nicer and gives me shoes, and the other one is my brother. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Ew! <laughs> okay, Yikes. Bye! Kate makes a joke and Sun laughs and she's like, oh my god, you can speak English. And she's like, okay, but it's a secret. <laughs> oh my god, oh, wait. Obviously Kate was doing this because she was trying to get a rise out of Sun, right? Oh, you think she kind of already had an inkling and then was trying yeah. to get proof? She must. She Kate's really smart. Huh. I never yeah. even thought about that, but I don't know. Huh. She was watching her reactions yeah. pretty closely. Yeah. Okay, that's a new reading. I like that. Both of these women are so heckin' smart. Just <laughs> they I can just them. be, they can just both both be being manipulative at the same time. <laughs> the next scene that we have. Does anybody else know? Only Michael, but not your husband. Please, I don't worry. I can keep a secret. I took English lessons in Korea. He doesn't know it's complicated. So why don't you tell him now? I can't. Why? Because I love him. I don't Have you never lied to a man you've loved? <laughs> Kate's like, oh my, oh, you should have said that for all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I totally relate. Yes. That's my wheelhouse right now. Yeah. <laughs> I 
fully, I fully understand. Yes, absolutely. Do you think that's supposed to be like some kind of like Jate parallel though? Ooh, how so? Well, because like literally Kate just lied to Jack. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. Okay. And she lies to Sawyer literally all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she lied to Jason in the flashback last episode. Exactly. Ah, she didn't love Jason though. So like Kate can relate, but Island Kate can also relate. The last one that we have is Sun and Jin. Sun says, did you eat? And Jin said, no, I have not eaten yet. I have to wash my hands. My hands are dirty. And so if you like go back and watch them and you like see what the actual, like knowing what the translations are, you can totally see that. Like he, he literally like holds up his hand and is just like, meh, I can't do it or whatever. It's cute. Why did they choose to include that? It's so weird. I know. <laughs> it's a nice little like domestic aside. See, I'm trying to figure out if that was like Damon or like Carlton and Javi were like, okay, here's exactly what you say, but in Korean. Or if they were like, um, just say something. And she yeah, was like, I think they were like, you come eat? up with something like coupley. Yeah, because then she like, she like kind of laughs afterwards. Like she smiles as if he made a joke. So I wonder if they just say something different every time and this time it was extra funny. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. Because usually like someone saying, no, I haven't eaten yet. My hands are dirty. It's usually like, oh, okay. But she like laughed. Yeah, that's, that's so. not funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's when Kate is like watching them and Jack gives her guava seeds. And it's like, ah, oh, you guys, you two have come together after the creepy moment. That's nice. They're in love. It's the seeds of their relationship. Ooh. Stop! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, that was the pun of the episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I loved it. Uh, now we're going to talk about these like little extra scenes that include Saeed and Locke, Saeed and Jack, Jack and Locke. <laughs> you know, like they're just this little threesome. So the first one that we have, Saeed and the compass. I have a fun fact. Ooh, go! The compass scenes with Saeed and Locke and Saeed and Jack weren't originally in the episode, but it was too short, and so they added them. Huh. Oh, what? Yeah. How How do you write an entire episode about, like, incest and you go, oh, yeah, I don't have enough content. Ah, we need more compass thoughts. Riverdale got a whole first season out of that. Yeah. <laughs> Game true. of Thrones has five seasons. Yeah. <laughs> Just about that. So Saeed is trying to make a compass. Locke shows up. Okay, I'm just going to skip to the end of this scene real quick because Saeed then gets a regular compass and then sets it down right next to the magnet. And you're thinking, mm-hmm. buddy, that's not how compasses work. <laughs> He's like, what? North is right beside my magnet? That makes no sense. <laughs> Listen, logic is hard on the island. I get it, I get it. There's this, like, moment where I realize that what Boone has been thinking that everyone else thinks of him has is all true. And that didn't even really occur to me in, ever. Because... What do you mean? Well, Locke says... What are you doing out here? We were hunting. Boone thought I should take the afternoon off. Boone is hunting. Boy's eager to learn. You think he'll catch anything? Nope. Is he going to catch anything? And he goes, no. (laughs) And I'm thinking, oh "Oh, man, everything that Boone thinks that people think about him is real. Yeah. This is sad. We make fun of Boone, but his thoughts are true and it makes me pop set. We make fun of Boone, but that part of Boone is really relatable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, still kiss your sister, but whatever. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Do whatever you want. Here's where Locke talks about being a Boy Scout. And he's like, yeah, I'm not the coolest. I was never the coolest, you know? And I, okay, I have a thought. 
we mm-hmm. were talking about all the best cowboys have daddy issues, we were talking about how Locke told Boone the truth about something, and then Boone didn't believe him. And Locke really liked that and thought, oh, I must be so cool here. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is Locke yeah. being like, here's another true fact, Saeed, you should, you should say that you think I'm way cooler than that, right? Yeah, he's probably testing the waters with everyone to see, like, where their respect levels are for him. Mm-hmm. And this is also him being like, Boone, you nearly messed it up. Now I have to go and fix it. Yeah. Like, he knows that he's got Boone's respect and Boone's awe, but he also knows that, like, Boone is superior to him, whereas Saeed is someone that, like, Locke needs to, like, gain mm-hmm. a foothold over. So I think it's, like, a lot more manipulative than with Boone. Mm-hmm. Oh, probably. Especially because he comes in yeah. and just lies. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, me and Boone, buddy, buddy. I just left him back there because he told me to have a day off. And I'm yeah, like, it's kind of or. like, I love Locke, but it's kind of a power trip. Yeah, I have, like, I'm, con- like, Locke confuses me in this episode. I'm like, who is this? I, I had a spoiler section thought. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. It's more of a spoiler section section joke. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, basically, he, he gives him the real compass, and he goes, don't you need this? And he goes, not anymore. Is this the island being like, Locke, we will show you where to go? Which yes. is kind of what we were talking about before. Absolutely. Yeah. Or, like, Locke is literally so confident in his abilities that he's like, I am one with this compass. <laughs> <laughs> the compass is in my brain now. Like, he has a Boy Scout pa- badge for, like, merging with compasses. <laughs> <laughs> the next scene that we have is with Saeed and Jack, and Saeed is testing Jack, basically, and saying, which way is north? I really love when Jack gets a right and Saeed goes, yeah, good job, like, good job, bud. <laughs> good job, buddy. Like, correct. Should be, but it's not. That's weird. Where did you get... The compass. I got it from Locke. He's like, sabotage. <laughs> so he's like, well, clearly the compass is defective. And it's like, is it? Wink, is wink. Is it, though? Okay. Electromagnetism. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Hmm, that's weird. What a weird thing that maybe might be resi- revisited later, but we don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Who hmm. knows? Hmm. 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 Anyway... <laughs> so Locke is out watching the waves like he does and then the best meme of all time any ships not yet but I'm patient it's like me when I start watching a new show 100% me yes absolutely where did that tweet originate from I don't know somebody made that joke though and I'm so impressed we're gonna we're gonna give credit to it because I know someone stole that tweet from someone else yeah, I remember seeing it, like, months ago and being like, I will remember you. <laughs> yep. So, they're both real busy guys, and he's like, well, you and Boone have been best friends, so, like, where's Boone? Oh, yes, well, boar hunting. Hmm, yes. Yeah, that's what... Yeah. Yep. You know, Stuff. here's my excuse. Maybe, you know, they just have adapted to the, the uh, predators. So, what can you do? We're the predators, is a thing. <laughs> One thing that I did want to bring up is that two times in this episode has someone said, this is just between us, right, Jack? Yeah. Hurley said that, and Locke, both, they both said that in this episode. And Jack's like, no, I'm going to tell your secret to Kate to get her to like me again. 100% I'm going to talk to Kate about this. Why would you think I'm going to keep your secrets? Then it's going to yeah. get around to Sawyer, and then, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
I hear she's talking to Sun now, but you know she doesn't know. She doesn't understand. So maybe you're safe. And once <laughs> once it gets to Hurley, it's all over. Yeah. 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 Um, Hurley hears his own secret back to him. <laughs> about someone else and he's like oh yeah i wonder who could be having that problem yeah wow. i don't know <coughs> but like just in case does anyone know like any relatable <laughs> tips on that one <laughs> there's no google here so i'm just trying to you know get learn from other people's experiences and also just in case you guys were wondering these leaves are the softest <laughs> <laughs> someone should tell that person yeah whoever's thinking that you know they need like a group anonymous box to submit stuff to <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so the next scene we have is Charlie swallowing the Advil that Jack gave him, and he's, like, helping him with the firewood. Already look at how much better Charlie is doing than mm-hmm. last episode. Charlie was a mess last episode. And now he's, like, a mess but helpful. Yeah. Proud of him. Honestly, the power of Rose. Yeah, true, 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 true. He's like, hey, yeah. what, what's Locke's story? And he's like, oh, that dude's, that dude's nuts. <laughs> what do you think his story is? Who? Locke. Guy's a freak of nature. Highly disturbed. Chances are he probably killed all his mates at the post office the day his mum forgot to put a cookie in his lunch tin. That was my first impression, anyway. And then he saved my life. So you trust him? Trust him? No offence, mate, but if there was one person on this island I would put my absolute faith in to save us all, it would be John Locke. I went on the Lostpedia page trying to figure out what exactly he was talking about, and I think it was because he helped him kick the heroin. Yeah. Yeah. That's all Absolutely that I really find. Because I feel like when he helped him kick that, he also kind of, like, low-key saved his soul, too. True. And, like, enabled him to, like, form a relationship with Claire, like, that was more honest for Charlie. Mm-hmm. So. Charlie says that the one person he'd put his faith in to save them all... John Locke. And I'm like, wow, I guess I'll cry. I have thoughts about that, but only later. If you guys had to trust one person on the island, who would it be? Uh, who am I in this scenario? <laughs> you're Robin, no, but you're I'd Robin who did not jump okay, uh, fine, fine. off the thing in the Hunger Games. When you say trust, you mean like trust with like our well-being or trust with our mental yeah Ooh, good question um like who are we telling i'm gonna say like well-being like keeping you alive hmm man i hate to say this but i think i trust jack (laughs) really i think so he's a doctor i feel like you know he's the one who has actual genuine field expertise you know fair enough but i don't as much as i hate sand i don't think i would move to the caves with him so oh so maybe saeed after that yeah, Saeed is my answer. I was going to say Sawyer, because I, th- I feel like he could get me whatever I needed. Mm-hmm. If I... I'm you're like just, so you're trying... You're going to seduce Sawyer no. to get your stuff? I wouldn't necessarily seduce him, but I'd be like, listen, I help you out, you help me out, kind of thing. But, like, if that was an eventuality, it's not like... Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately. <laughs> I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, Saeed definitely is actually... Somebody who, and, and also you could trust your secrets probably with him, whereas Sawyer you couldn't trust. Like, yeah. he would be somebody who could keep you alive if it was in his best interest, but you wouldn't want to be. Yeah. 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 <laughs> season, season like, four Sawyer is like, yeah, I'll trust that guy. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then season five Sawyer for oh. sure. Yeah, season five Sawyer. Yeah, like, 
Sawyer after insert character spoiler here. Yeah. 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 That's Sawyer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the moment where he changes characters completely. That guy. Now moving on to Boone and Shannon on the island. We open with Boone's eye because that's a theme. Shannon is reading, but we don't know what she's reading. Unforch. Then Saeed brings her these shoes. And I'm not really sure what the, like, narrative point of these shoes are. Brittany, can you can you tell me what the metaphor of the shoes are, please? Give me a shoe well, metaphor. I've, Go ahead. I, I've com- well, Be I've Sarah in this with- moment and think of ah. what the shoes represent. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, what's the exact context of the shoes again? He basically comes in and says, yes, I found these shoes and I have no... <laughs> I have, what did he say? It's hilarious. Uh, I have no use for them personally because they're women's shoes. And she's like, oh my God, these are so nice. It's like a present. And she's like, these are even my size. Well, I mean, you know, it's not my size because my feet are swelling. And I'm like, this is a weird conversation to have. I mean, like, it could literally be, like, a tie to, like, the past Shannon and who she, like, was, where, like, you can give Shannon a gift and she'll say thank you, but she'll still get a backhanded compliment in there where it'll be like, oh, thank you for the gift. Like, I mean, like, it doesn't fit me or anything, but, like, thank you so much. (laughs) That's true. He's like, I'm here to walk in your footsteps. Like, I understand you because I am, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't see it as her saying that these don't fit me because my feet are swelling. Like, I thought I thought that what she was saying, I thought it was nice because she's like, this is my size, but actually a half off. But luckily they'll fit because my feet are swelling. And he's like, the island works in mysterious ways. Like, like I was like, oh, I'm like, sweet. what is this conversation? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's like, it's literally like, oh, here's like a remnant of like your past life for mm. you to hold on to. He's like, here's a luxury. Like yeah. It, yeah, it's like symbolic of like, I understand you. I know you're spoiled, so I'm here to spoil you more. Yeah, like, legit, though. It's He's like, here's, like, I know you've been stepping outside of your comfort zone a lot, so here's me giving you something that's inside your comfort zone. Right. It's like, you're pretty, and these are pretty, and so I thought of you. (laughs) (laughs) It can be any one of these things, guys. (laughs) And so I thought of you. I thought two pretty things should be together. Which is also why we should be together. Because I'm also pretty. (gasps) Pharaoh on romance, guys. (laughs) We cracked it. The modern romance. Here it is. The next scene that we have is Boone attempting to confront Saeed. This is ridiculous. Oh, God, yeah. This poor boy. Stay away from my sister. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. Was that an attempt? It wasn't good. Yeah. I'm like, I literally... My first thought was, the best way to push somebody to somebody else is to say, stay away from them. Yeah. Yep. True. Like, immediately. Especially with their personalities. Yeah. It's like, hey, don't do the thing. I'm gonna do the thing, but twice as hard now. Yeah. See, I was thinking about not doing the thing, and then, uh, and now, now I'm definitely doing the thing. And you know what the thing is? Your sister. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about it. And then that's when Locke intervenes and he's like, oh, this is a bad idea. Boop, boop, let's go. (laughs) It's like a chihuahua confronting like a golden retriever. You know what this reminded me of though? Daddy's calling lol. It reminded me of of, uh, Hamilton. (gasps) (laughs) He's like, you're nothing without Washington behind you. That went a different direction for me and I got very uncomfortable and I was like, there's no way Robin's making a daddy joke. Oh, God. No, I was making a Hamilton joke. Everything's fine now? now. That, no, now this makes sense to me, but for a minute I was like, that can't be right. <laughs> Is he your boyfriend? So, uh, stop! <laughs> okay. <clears throat> anyway, so past the daddy jokes. That's when Locke is like, 
Boone, you need to put aside your differences with Saeed because he's a very competent person and we don't want him as an enemy and we're going to need him later. What does that mean? That is Locke like going to try and like make a new society and he could be like Team Jack and Team Locke. <laughs> if you want to live in yeah, Locktopia, like, let's go this way. If you want to live in Jack City, pff, that's a dumb name. Don't live there. Right, Saeed? <laughs> Like but it's like so telling of like Locke that he doesn't see Saeed as like a threat to leadership. He only sees Jack. Yeah. And it's like, but if you look at the two, Saeed is the way more competent leader. Yeah. Also, like, I personally find his face more trustworthy. And it could be because yes. he's very pretty. But also just like, I don't know, I look at Jack and I'm like, you look kind of like a douche. <laughs> you definitely look like a guy who has Chinese characters tattooed somewhere in yeah. his body yeah. and he doesn't know what they mean. They're like, ugh. Straight white male! Ah! Yeah. Like, you were definitely in a frat house at some point in time in your life, and that just, like... He left his puka shell necklace at home. <laughs> yes. But it's like, you know Jack's not that guy, but Jack looks like that yeah. guy. I know, and Saeed's in the corner being like, what about Saeed Lantis? Oh, and Locke is like, hmm... I don't think so. Locke, you fool. He's like, people are talking about what's going on, and he's like, whatever, what we're doing is more important. And I'm like, well, you're not wrong. <laughs> the, the worst part about this is that, like, Locke is totally vindicated and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, oh, you're being super shady. And then you, like, later, you're like, oh, all right. Well, this is fine then. Yeah. Now we have Locke making this, like, paste stuff. He uses this only twice in the entire series. And the next time is the beginning of season three. So I, what I just keep wondering is, like... Does he need a recipe? Like, did he practice this on in like for his walkabout? Like, why why would you need that? What, how do you know what how to make this? Listen, one night he went on a Google deep dive, and he wound up on Wikipedia, and like it was three in the morning, and he was just learning how to make stuff. I I feel that he's like down the black hole of YouTube, and he's like ah hallucinogenic yep. paste. I'm gonna need that later. Yep. Sometimes those YouTube night happen. And you don't know what's going to happen next, but, you know, you're watching zip pot videos, and you're like, how did I get here? He's like, we've been staring at this hatch for two days, and that's when Locke tells his Michelangelo story. Uh, Locke's story time is, like, some of the best monologues of the, ep- of the series, honestly. Ludovico Bonorati. Michelangelo's father. He was a wealthy man, had no understanding of the divinity in his son, so he beat him. No child of his was going to use his hands for a living, so Michelangelo learned not to use his hands. Years later, a visiting prince came into Michelangelo's studio and found the master staring at a single 18-foot block of marble. Then he knew the rumors were true that Michelangelo had come in every day for the past four months, stared at the marble, then gone home for his supper. So the prince asked the obvious, what are you doing? And Michelangelo turned around and looked at him whispered sto lavorando I'm working three years later that block of marble was the statue of David okay but like Boone looking at Locke while he tells his stories is me during this entire series whenever something confusing happens there's like (laughs) shock and awe and like just major confusion yeah like 
I'm sure you know what you're talking about, but I have no, I'm not following. Like, I think Locke told, uh, did a Locke story time in White Rabbit, if I remember correctly, and one of my favorite Locke storylines is in Outlaws, which is in a couple episodes, is my favorite episode of the entire series, <laughs> and so I'm really you excited to go and talk about it. <laughs> oh, wow, Expose feels super abandoned right Expose now. is, like, number three, genuinely. Mm-hmm. Number two All is right. Glass Ballerina. But also, would anyone else totally watch Locke's YouTube channel? Yes! Yeah. I feel like he would give great tips. Yes, absolutely. He's like, this yeah. is how you make hallucinogenic paste. Also, just like, I feel like he would just be kind of like a train wreck to watch a little yeah. bit. Also, you could just see him slowly unwinding, and that would just be super entertaining. Oh my god, uh, Locke's YouTube fanfiction AU. <gasps> and he's like, Boone, come edit this for me. He's yes. like, how do I stop recording, Boone? <laughs> I'm crying on my kitchen floor. <laughs> Locke's like, I wanted to be Bear Grylls, but I turned out to be Trisha Paytas. I don't know what to do with this. Help me. Helen! <laughs> Helen, what do I do? Helen is like his only viewer. Helen and Boone. Helen, Boone's like the number one stand. Helen writes the, the descriptions. And so like, yeah. sometimes you gotta go down to the description and be like, I don't know what this is. The description <laughs> is just, I don't know what this is about. I, I and Boone's know. like the one in the YouTube comments going king of explaining things. Yeah. <laughs> Michelangelo stared at it for four months. We're not gonna do that, right? And Locke's like, yeah. And Boone's like, wait. <laughs> I'm uh, like, excuse you, Boone. If you knew it was in that hatch, you would stare at it too. Yeah. yeah. Or is that just me? Not just you. He's like, how do we open a hatch that has no handle, no latch, and no discernible way of opening it? And it's like, is this a riddle? Have y'all tried knocking? <laughs> He's like, maybe if we summon the monster, it'll do it for us? Why doesn't the hatch have a doorbell? <laughs> I don't know. What would the sound oh, of the doorbell be, though? I'm just Ooh, per- that's a good question. No, we know what the sound of the doorbell would be. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good qu- Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. The next scene, Boone's saying that they should probably tell everyone about the thing. And he's like, no, 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 they're not ready. And he's like, okay, well, at least t- let me tell Shannon. And he's like but why? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, she keeps asking, and she's really smart, and she's really special in a lot of ways. Look, Elise, I gotta tell Shannon. Why? What do you mean, why? Because she's my sister. Why do you care about her so much? You don't know her, man. She's smart, and she's special in a lot of ways. Can you tell me that? <laughs> I also think that she's about Shannon. pretty. She's pretty? Um, I like the way her hair smells. Her feet are swelling. Huh? Uh, she can she speak French. Chocolate. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has sand fleas. Mm-hmm, She's mm-hmm. 20. She's really good at tanning. Yeah. 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 Um, she just wants to be loved. <laughs> oh. True. Um, that's it. <laughs> I'm here to be a Shannon apologist. No, for sure. But the fact that he's saying she's really smart and she's really special reminds me a lot of Walt. Yeah. Everyone keeps saying that Walt is special. Next episode is called Special and it's about Walt. <laughs> so that's Walt. the thing. He's like, I can't keep lying to her. And he's like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. He's like, are you super sure? Uh-huh. Okay, well, I'm sorry. It has to be this way. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Title Knocks card. him out. Reset the counters, friends. There's been a knockout this episode. It has been zero days since our last nonsense. Mm Mm-hmm. So now he's all tied up. And he's like, okay, okay, I won't, I won't tell Shannon. (laughs) And he's like, 
oh, that's all I wanted to hear. He, like, unties him. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's time to let go, Boone. He, like, puts the paste on his head, and he's like, okay, well, bye. Camp is four miles west. And he's like, which way's west? <laughs> and Locke's like, I'm about to give away my compass, so I'm not even going to give you that. <laughs> I wouldn't know which way west was. I'm going to be straight with you guys. No, like, Jack figures out north because of, like, the sun or whatever. And, like, I know, like, but I don't know which one's which. It was, like, midday and you're sitting in the middle of a jungle. True. And, it's and like it's noon. Like, you're yeah. looking up and you're like, well, I know nothing. Yep. Well, it rises in the east and sets in the west. So I guess you kind of just have to watch it, right? And just mm-hmm. wait. Yeah. Like, it kind of cool. went that way. <laughs> So he's like, once you have the proper motivation, you'll be able to cut yourself free. Like, almost throws a knife into Boone's face, but instead it goes right in front of him. And uh, I have a fun fact. What is it? Well, it's kind of a blooper. Because what happens is either there was an issue in editing or they broke the 180 degree rule, rule here. Because if you look at Boone tied up, his right arm is in front of him, and on all of the scenes where you're seeing, like, the the back arm, that's also his right arm. Oh. So, either they, like, broke the 180 and it's actually his left arm, but it looks like his right arm, or... Continuity. Or continuity, or, like, I don't know, did they tie him up twice? Because somebody really messed up on that. <laughs> I have no answer. No, me neither. So then he, like, wakes up after a bit. He hears Shannon. (laughs) My favorite part is he's like, I'm tied up! And she goes, what? (laughs) But also, same. Somebody help me! Who's that? Shannon! I'm tied up! What? Can you get over here? He hears the scary noises, he finally gets the knife, he frees himself and Shannon, they hide in the trees, they hear the scary monster noises, they hide, you know, such things are happening. They see the shadow. Just another day on the island. Yeah. (laughs) But here's the thing that I think is important to think about for the rest of this storyline, is like, this is all in Boone's head. Mm Mm-hmm. First of all, is he just running around the island talking to no one, and if anyone was there, they would be very confused. Second of all... Like, he sees, we see the the shadow of the monster, slash, hear the monster, slash, the monster's doing a lot of things, but this is only based on what Boone knows. Like, this is what Boone thinks the monster does. Oh, that's right. You know? And, like, all these things that Shannon's sta- saying are things that Boone must think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're his deepest, like, darkest fears. Yeah. Also, Shannon asking all the questions about the hatch as the mm-hmm. writers being like, here you go, audience. We know you're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Here you but go. also, we know you have all these questions and we don't have the answers to them, but we know that you have them and we're going to acknowledge that without really helping you at all. Yes. But come back for season two. Like, I wonder if Shannon actually has been asking about the hat. Like, she has, like, we've seen her ask a few times, but is she actually asking as often as, as he says? Or is this, like, her asking now and he's like see i knew you would ask (laughs) i think it's just probably weak you know especially when it comes to her and so (laughs) she asks him something once and he's like well i better i better help (laughs) and he's kind of torn between like not wanting her to be around but also wanting her attention so like Mm -hmm. in his head he's probably like i want her to ask me these things and like be involved in my life but i also resent her for it yeah yeah they're hiding, they're blaming Locke, 
and they're like, let's go back to camp. Basically is that whole scene. <laughs> it's just things we know. But also in the spoiler section, are we going to talk about like what the hell happened to Boone there? Yeah. Okay. Now we have them walking. They're talking more about this secret and he tells her everything. So the monster <laughs> shows up. She gets pulled up. Fun fact, Maggie Grace did her own stunt. Oh. She had a great time. Oh. Yeah. Then he finds her dead by the river. So fun. Thoughts? Any of them? I mean, or should we move on to the end scene? Well, There's not a like whole lot to say a about step this. up of the Hunger Game jungle. <laughs> <laughs> I just have like questions about why this is where his like hallucination went. I, yeah, I have that question also, because no, I can't talk about this yet. I have to talk about it in the spoiler section. <laughs> like, is it his deepest fear, or is it something that he half wants? Deepest fear, That's- or greatest desire. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like, what? What is it in Boone that like literally resents Shannon so much that he wouldn't mind if she was dead? Yeah. Like we know, we know what it is, but like that—that's so much darker than you would expect it to be. Mm Hmm. Well, when you love something and you know that it's wrong for one thing, Mm -hmm. like you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have so many thoughts about this, too. Ew. Like, um, but, you know, it, there's a lot of love. And so he probably resents himself, for one thing, for feeling the way that he does. But then he also, you know, he hates her for making him feel this way and hates her for, for making it work in her benefit all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. He attacks right. Locke once he sees him at night. It's so weird to me that Locke says, you made it back. And I'm like, why you expected him to die out there, Locke? Like, what? Oh, I don't get know. The next day. He's like, I saw Shannon die. She died in my arms. And he's like, well, actually, plot twist. <laughs> no, she didn't. Because she's, she's alive and she's still talking to Saeed. So how do you feel about that? He's <laughs> like, wait, you, you drugged me? And he's like, yeah, it's actually not real. And how did, you, how did it make you feel? He felt relieved. Mm. I have a question though okay going back a little bit what did he do with her body her body quotation marks left it by river dug a hole and then filled it back up (laughs) in his head thought he was burying shannon but actually just dug a hole and and filled it back up stop like what did he do with it maybe he did one of those things you know the like the viking type oh yeah where he just covered her with rocks so you just made a rock pile on the beach we'll never um, know yeah i really think he left her there yeah <laughs> he was like okay well bye he was he was like i was relieved she died so i kind of just bounced i had stuff to do <laughs> i was bye. like i was upset for a good five and then i was like ah but i have other things to do Alas, my mentor calls yeah <laughs> he's like well good now it's time to let go and I'm like, oh, yes, the theme, I understand. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yes, you are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> um, are we ready to talk about flashbacks? Yes, let's talk about the weird incestuous crap that goes on in this episode. Sweet deal. Pumped. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. So Boone is playing tennis. He's wearing a shirt that is an Italian football jersey. So fun fact. Yay. We have this girl who only shows up this one time for like 30 seconds. Her name is Nicole. She has one line. She says, lucky shot. So shout out to her. 100% she- thought that was Shannon at first. Oh, <laughs> yep, same. Yeah. Like tall, pretty blonde. 
Must be Shan. Yep. He gets a phone call. It's Shannon. It's a flip phone. (laughs) I haven't seen one of those in a while. She's yelling at somebody and she's like, I'm in Sydney, Australia. And like, I kind of, I love these moments when it's like, go to Australia or whatever. And you're like, that's how they got on that. You know, it's like, I've put something together. Yay. It's, I don't know. I like that. They said the thing. He shows up at this house. Uh, He meets Brian. I think it's interesting that they chose to name this character Brian because I think it was last episode or it could have been the episode before. I think it was the episode before last where Walt said, my other dad's name is Brian. And we're also about to see Brian in this next Walt episode. So it's weird to me that they chose the name Brian after they're immediately having another Brian slash already brought up other Brian. Yeah. So what's the betting? They literally forgot they named a character Brian. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. they, I'm sure they did. I think it's spelled the same. No, it's not spelled the same way. There's B-R-Y and there's B-R-I. This is B-R-Y, Brian. Uh, well, obviously those are two totally different names then. You're right. Clearly. Shannon's really surprised to see Boone. She's like, we're actually going to meet our friends. So how about you call me tomorrow? And he's like, I was literally just on a plane for a bajillion hours. You're trash, first of all. <laughs> she has like this bruise on her head and... This is such a weird line. He goes, okay, well, enjoy your friends. Like, enjoy your friends. Do people say that? Well, I think, you know, he's probably just really frustrated with the fact that, you know, she she was like, come and save me, and then sent him off. But I think that she's doing it to help him because mm-hmm. Boone likes to pick fights yeah. with guys that are really big and scary looking, like mm-hmm. Saeed. And you know what he is? He's one of those chihuahuas that <gasps> thinks they're a Rottweiler. Yes. yes. <laughs> exactly! He totally Absolutely. is. Absolutely. And Shannon's like, listen, I don't want you to get hurt, so just, like, leave. Ooh. Theory. Do you think that bruise is real, or is that bruise makeup? <gasps> makeup. Yeah? Yeah, because she... Okay, yeah, she's a very specific person. Everything she does is very specific, and it's all manipulative. And she's a very manipulative person, so every little thing that she does is a manipulative action. Like, for instance, brushing the hair out of her mm-hmm. way to expose the bruise. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. That's terrible. I was trying to root for her, but no. <laughs> Sometimes she's trash, but... Yeah. She like, tries. this whole episode is like, I don't know who I want to root for. Yeah. You're both kind of assholes, but lovable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, now we learn that the police can't help. This is an officer. His name is Malcolm. Fun <laughs> fact. And... Here's where we have Sawyer walk in. Um, fun fa- another fun fact. This is the first explicit character connection that we have. Oh. You know, I think... I See, it said first on the Lostpedia, but I'm trying to... I feel like there was another one, and I don't know why. Either way, it doesn't really matter. But just know that these happen a lot. Because these people are intertwined throughout a lot of their lives. Specifically. It's almost like they're all fated to be together. Weird. Hmm. 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 Strange. Interesting. Okay. Well, anyway, Malcolm was like, maybe if, if that guy was her boyfriend, we'd be able to do something about it. And now I sit here thinking like, was that like, sometimes Sawyer hits on Shannon. (laughs) That would be weird though. That's not a ship I'm here for. I don't think. Shoyer. Shoyer? But what, but what would it be called? Yeah, exactly. Shoyer. Mm. It would have... Sh- Shannon? Sonnen? Shan- 
soy soinen. <laughs> I'm really bad at this. Kate, you can't use soinen because you're the one who calls them soy sauce. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. Anyway, this doesn't really matter because it doesn't. It's not gonna happen. Hey, it exists. It, that's the internet rule. If it exists, there's fic of it. True. I'm finding it. Except there's not very much lost fic on Ao3. No, you're like you're young. You're young in fandom. It's all on LiveJournal. Yeah, but how do I look up? I've literally don't think I've ever been on LiveJournal. I'm gonna be honest. That's sad. They have different last names. Her last name is Rutherford, and his last name is Carlisle. He he says, "Is she married?" And he says, "She was married, but that's not true. That's a lie." <laughs> and like he immediately tells her him what the actual truth is, which is that they're step siblings, and that it's his mother, whose name is Sabrina, and her father, whose name was Adam. That's just a fun fact. It's not even actually. That's not on the thing. I just know these things. Let's finish taking down the rest of your information. You were saying she's your sister. Then why is her name Rutherford and yours Carlisle? Is she married? She was married. She's not married anymore, and that has nothing to do with this. Rutherford is her father's name. My parents got married when I was ten. She was eight. So she's your stepsister. That's right. No blood relation. He's like my mother. Was she a teenage witch? You might know her. She um, once runs a wedding business, and I'm the COO of one of the subsidiaries. And he's like, yeah, I super don't care. Yeah. I love when people are unimpressed by, like, other people's, like, yeah. pedigrees. They're like, for sure you're going to be impressed by this. And they're like, yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, I super don't care. My father, the inventor of toaster strudel. <laughs> um, Sorry. He's like, since we have no direct complaint from um, Sally or whatever, <laughs> um, we can't really do much about it because we're the police, not the dating police. Yeah. Which, what is that line? Javi and Carlton can do better. Yeah. What well, I did love, though, is that um, when he was like, yeah, no, we're, we're step-siblings, and then he was like, no blood relations. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, they had to say it to make the episode yeah. less ick. Yeah. Okay, here is my big point here that makes it even <laughs> worse for me, is that he's like, our parents got married. Yeah. I was 10, she was 8. And here's the thing. It's like... That means you guys have been siblings throughout your entire teenage life. Mm -hmm. Since yep. you started liking girls, she was your sister. Yeah. Like, it'd be different if it was, like, life life with Derek, where yeah. it's, like, Casey and Derek have been step-siblings for, you know, those two always had chemistry. You know they did. <laughs> and so, you know, but they were already, like, 17 when they became step-siblings. So, yeah. like, I get it, you know? Yeah, you're already liking boys. This kid is kind of cute and, like, frick, you just got thrown into a bad situation. But that is, like, your children. Yeah. Growing up together. I, I just keep thinking about the Brady Bunch movie versus, like, Riverdale. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not happy. Also, <laughs> I noticed was that, like, Shannon is 20. Yes. And she... That means Boone is two years older than her. Mm. That means mm -hmm. Boone is 22 in this show. Boone is the same age as us. Boone is our First age. First of all, you're both babies. <laughs> Second of all, wow, he really comes off as a teenager at best. Yeah. But of course, these all, like, this entire show is team adults. And so I just assume yep. that everyone except for Walt is older than me. So it's weird to me that Boone is supposed to be the same age slash Shannon's supposed to be younger than us. Well, I, when we started, though. Yeah. True, true. I was how old? 
I think I was like 15. 15. Yeah. Anyway, so incest. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hey, we'll talk about that some more <laughs> later. So he goes to bribe Brian, and Brian is hosing down a picnic table oh. for some reason, because that's what you do. And he's like, you are the third guy that I've paid off. And it's like, don't you see the pattern, my dude? He's Buddy. He's too dumb. He's too dumb. He's like, I'll give you $25,000. And he's like, how about 50? And he's like, yep, yeah, deal. Oh. Sure. Also, fun fact, I looked up Brian's tattoo. He's got some more, like, um, Asian characters on his arm. And I wasn't exactly sure which nationality of character it was, so I didn't want to say. What it means is, like, it means boldness and courage and bravery. So basically this guy is like, I have labeled myself as a Gryffindor, but I'm not. Yeah. Is what that means to me. Yeah. What's up with all the guys on this show getting, like, tattoos of things that they think are deep and meaningful, but, like, well, they just come off as cliched? See, most of the time when there are tattoos on this show, it's because they actually belong to the actor. So, yeah. Yeah. in that case, that was that guy's tattoo. Uh, sorry for insulting your tattoo, dude. I'm sure you really enjoyed it in the early 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, it was great. <laughs> anyway, so Boone goes to the house again, and he's like, let's pack up, but she doesn't want to go because Brian shows up, and Boone, like, the dude just doesn't get it, and then he's like, wait, hold up, you've been taking my money this entire time? And, like, later we see this whole narrative of Sabrina not giving Shannon the money from her dad's will, and we see all of this, but right now it just kind of feels garbagey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels exploitive. And then they get in a fight. Because why heck not? Yeah. But either way, Shannon defends Boone, which is kind of nice. Well, yeah, because it's like, at the end of the day, even though she's really mad at Boone, like, he's still her family. Yeah. Which I think Boone on the island doesn't think that way. Yeah. Yeah. Lastly, we have... He's in the hotel. No, thank you. And she's like, Brian left, he took all the money, which, do you think he did, question mark? Because I'm inclined to think that she still got half, which I assume is the thing that she's been doing this whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but my thing is, would she have gone back if she still had the money? Maybe because then she could still get more stuff out of him, right? Ooh, good point, good point. And, like, she's done with this other guy. She got the what she wanted from him. Yeah. So the player got played. It's poetic, don't you think? I knew you'd bring the money. I knew you would. You were drunk. You want to know why? This doesn't really matter, does it? Because you're going to tell me anyway. Because you're in love with me. What? You brought the money because you're in love with me. Does Shannon love Boone, too? Like that? In a way, I think maybe. But, like... Or is this her being like, I'm exploiting this because I can? Like, I don't know. I I just. I think two things can be true. Yeah, you're right. You know, Mm -hmm. I think it's like that same vibe that like the twins have on Riverdale. Yeah. With Cheryl and Jason. That's even weirder. But they're like, they're obsessed with each other. Mm -hmm. And they're twins. They're They're like like, blood relatives. Exactly. But like Shannon and Boone, like for better or for worse, they are obsessed with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they don't like the fact that they are, like, that's, that's just the way they are. They're, like, weirdly codependent, considering they both resent each other for being so codependent. Mm-hmm. He's calling her self-centered and delusional. She's like, I always knew. And then, and then <laughs> my note is, kiss time. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause> that's, <laughs> that's what I said. But I do have a fun fact. 
for this mm-hmm. part real quick. There was the last, like, they were done for this scene. And then the entire crew was in on this prank on Ian Summerhalder where Maggie Grace just put a whole lot of garlic and onions in her mouth. <gasps> and then they said, uh, Ian, we need you back on set for one more uh, one more take. That's and he was like, oh, okay, I thought we were done or whatever. And he's like, I knew there was something wrong because it wasn't a regular kiss. It was a let me grab onto your mouth and stuff my tongue oh, in your <laughs> to like oh, put a no. giant ball. Ew, <laughs> what? That's diabolical. <laughs> but anyway, she's like, let's just go back to the way it was. And I'm like, okay, whatever, dude. Question is, like, was she actually drunk, though? Because, like, you know, was she actually drunk? she did not seem very intoxicated. Hmm. As somebody who drinks, you don't sober up that quickly. I mean, maybe you do if you end up Frenching your sibling. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're just gonna, like, oh, God, what did I do? Frenching. Yeah, All if, the blood runs out if, of your... I mean... Yeah. Oh, gross. <laughs> if you want to sober up quick... Ew, 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 ew. Like, I don't know why, but, like, to me, like, there's so much incest on TV, and Lord knows why. But this is the one that seems super cringeworthy. Probably just because of the obsession and how toxic their relationship is. Yeah. You know, with some, there's, like, okay, I mean, like, I kind of get where you're going with the TV writers and stuff like that, but this is just, like, it is just dark, and it's bad, and it hurts them both, and, yeah. Yuck. Like, whose idea was this is what I want to know. Carlton and Javi's. <laughs> but, like, wh- how do you sit in a room and go, oh, man, you know what their backstory should be? Incest. I I listened to the commentary, and they literally were talking about how interesting it would be. Oh, my god. Really? Gosh. They were literally like, ooh, that would be a plot twist. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like in the overall, like, narrative of both Shannon and Boone, it actually doesn't, like, serve a big part of their story. Mm-hmm. Two attractive people can be related and not kiss. Yep. Well, don't be silly. This is television. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for our favorite line awards. So my favorite line award this episode goes to Locke for... Well, let me just check my hip. Nope, no boom. Which is just like the most adorable <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Hmm. And my favorite line goes to Jack for... I gave you the aspirin for the heroin control. Because like, sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. Helpful. My favorite line goes to Hurley. You sure you don't speak English? Because there's a rumor that you do. Your wife's hot. (laughs) It's like multiple reasons. No reaction. It's hilarious because like (laughs) it's the opposite. And then also like why is that the first thing you have to say? (laughs) To test it. That's funny because last time he had to test if someone was listening, it was just like, the rescue boat's here. Yay, we're saved. He's like, I got to step up my like weirdly offensive game. (laughs) Now we're going to move on to the light and dark theme. Uh, I didn't put a lot of thought into it this this episode, but what I did think of was the difference between the house that Shannon lives in versus the uh, hotel room, as well as the like docks that he talks to Brian in and the police station is dark. Like, yeah, I don't know. I was kind of thinking like also like, isn't Boone's wardrobe kind of dark? Mm. And like Shannon's is always pretty bright. Right. I thought that might be one. Okay. (laughs) Guys, we're doing really well. (laughs) We're doing man of science, man of faith next. And so I'm going to say some names and we'll take a, take a think and figure out whether we think they're in science or faith team this Kay. episode. Okay, so Boone. Faith. Faith. Okay, and Shannon? Uh, Science. Yeah. Locke, Faith as always. 
Yep. Jack, science as always. Saeed. Science. Definitely science, I think. Science. Hurley. <laughs> I think, I feel like he's science. I, I would say science, yeah. Yeah. And what about Jin? I think he's science, too. Yeah. Science, yeah. Uh, Kate? Faith. Well, depends on whether or not she was being manipulative. You know, if she was being shady, yeah, she exactly. was scientific. Yeah. But if she was being just, like, trying to make a friend, she's being faithful. Yeah. I don't know. What about Sun? I think Faith. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking. And then how about how about our buddy Brian? <laughs> well, where, where's that guy at? Oh, man of total... Ah, what's an insult that isn't a swear? <laughs> Fartholedness. There you go. Wow, okay. <laughs> I like that one. I'm using that from now on. Um, <laughs> in Sawyer's book corner, we have Shannon who reads a book, but we don't know what it was. So it doesn't really matter. Guys, let's all guess what book Shannon was reading. Okay, it was pretty thick. Okay, so it's not a Sweet Valley High book. <laughs> How to do your makeup on a deserted island and do your hair yes. with mm. only the sun as heat. I think my okay. headcanon is that she got, uh, like, uh, Sawyer finished Watership Down, and then she took, she got it back, and so she's reading Boone's book. Oh, that's kind of cute. Yeah, that's my headcanon, I think. The next segment is called, Did They Do the Thing? No, they did not do the thing. Been a while since they've done the thing. Um, the thing, for anyone who doesn't know, is when they say the title of the episode in the episode. Yes. <laughs> the next segment is, How many episodes since the last knockout? And reset the counter, folks. Because Boone got hit in the head with a knife today. <laughs> God, that episode out of and in context, or that sentence out of in context is insane. Um, uh, lastly, we have listener thoughts. So if we've got some, then I will insert them here. Yay! And if you have some thoughts that you'd like us to play slash read out, you can send them to afficionadospodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned for our segment after the outro. We'll be discussing this episode within the context of the rest of the series. Please be aware that this will be rampant with spoilers, so proceed with caution. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you're a fan of The 100, we like to talk about that show too. We'll be talking about season five next year. We're very excited. Very excited. Yes. And also, if you're a fan of Riverdale, we covered season one, and we'll be covering season two starting October 1st. So October 11th. Oh, October 11th? Yeah. Hey, I'm, like, math dyslexic. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. Um, but also, like, if you want to hear about, like, more incest jokes, I guess listen to that podcast. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. You can follow at The Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr, but if you really want to get a hold of us, talk to us on Twitter. Twitter. And you can follow us on Patreon at patreon.com slash The Aficionados. Um, it costs a ton for us to, like, host stuff on SoundCloud because SoundCloud's a butt and costs a lot of money. So yeah. if you can donate, we appreciate every single dollar and we have perks that we are working on yes you can follow me personally at robin e jeffrey that's r-o-b-y-n-e-j-e-f-f-r-e-y pretty much everywhere and you can follow me on twitter at britannia which is b-r-i-t-t-a-n-i-a with an underscore at the end we want to thank pharaoh for being on this episode yay tell us where we can find you on the internet please you can find me on Twitter at Sparrow Amnesty. That's S-P-A-R-R-O-W-A-M-N-E-S-T-Y. I don't think there's a dot. There might be. I don't think there is. I don't <laughs> think so. I don't know. I don't remember things. Um, or on Instagram at P-H-A-R-A-O-H-A-M-N-E-S-T-Y. Again, there might be a dot in the middle. Who but knows? There might be in that one. Yeah. I'm not sure. 
Next episode, you can join us for episode 114 special, and we're going to be having another classmate of mine, Brock, on for that. Um, you can also join us for a special mid-season chat where we're going to be joined by Robin, me, my cousin Jillian, who also has guested on the podcast, and then Sam Casey from Telltale TV to sort of have like a huge sort of overall summary of this season so far, where we want it to go, slash what we thought it was going to go, and uh, general favorite things, favorite ships, favorite characters, favorite places, all sorts of fun things. So if you have thoughts on that, go ahead and send them in and we'll read them slash play them. Yeah. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Love you, bye. (laughs) Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. Welcome to the spoiler segment. Here we are. Finally, we're here, we're queer, we're ready for spoilers. The first thing that we're going to talk about is the numbers. So all the numbers that I found in this episode was he mentions that they stared at the piece of marble for four months. Four is a number. Mm -hmm. Boone says he spent 15 hours on a plane. 15 is a number. Locke tells Boone that the camp is four miles west. Four is a number. That's it for numbers. Woo! You did a good job with numbers. Thanks! You're welcome! Now for everything else. I have, I don't have a lot of spoilers in this episode, but Brittany seems to have a lot of thoughts, so this is great. I do! <laughs> he talks about a magnetic anomaly, and, uh, <clears> yeah, <throat> that's our, that's, you know, the incident slash what Desmond is down in the hatch for. Oh, so, that's pretty Slash chill. Ben in a big old wheel. Yeah. They're blaming Locke for stuff. I don't know why I haven't... Oh, Brittany, you had something to say about this. We were talking about how they were hiding in the trees and they were blaming Locke for stuff and then they were going back to camp and you said, I have spoiler thoughts. Oh, I had a Jeremy Bentham joke in there. Oh, yes, please tell them. Well, I can't remember what it is now. Because they were like, it was some kind of like Locke identity joke. Oh, (sighs) yeah, uh uh-huh. Wow, this is a great joke. This really landed, I think. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I I I think people are laughing. Yeah. The biggest spoiler thing that I wanted to talk about in this episode was the fact that Jack and Locke sit down at the beach and literally, this is literally the Jacob and Man in Black conversation. Yeah. From the end of season five. It's amazing that he like comes up, talks about a ship slash ships. He says, you know, and they have a a conversation. It's very reminiscent of exactly what, It is, and you think about if Locke is MIB because Locke gets taken over by MIB and Jack ends up taking the place of Jacob for a small amount of time, that kind of... It works perfectly. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I I think they probably did that intentionally. Like, the writers definitely went back and rewatched, like, season one before Mm. they wrote a lot of that ending, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Bless you. Blesses. Thanks, boo. Trust him. No offense, mate, but if there was one person on this island I would put my absolute faith in to save us all, it would be John Locke. I mean, if he'd gotten the chance. Yeah. But he frickin' didn't. Not really. Thanks, Ben. He did his heckin' best, though. He really did. The last thing is, what did he do with her body? Oh my god, okay. So, I have so many thoughts about this hallucination because I have a question of whether or not he was even a hallucination at all. Ooh, okay. Because, one... How would Locke know how to mix up that paste? Yeah. It kind of feels like a load of crap to me. Well, I mean, the next time that Locke uses the paste, it, it, he does get a vision of Boone at the beginning of season three. Yeah, but again, 
that could just be MIB. Oh. That's what I was thinking the whole time. I'm like, this entire hallucination that Boone has feels like MIB terrorizing Boone. Or Jacob. And just like, this is a- Either one of them. And how did Locke even know that that's what would happen? Yeah. And he didn't. And Locke was stirring it up. Like right I think at the beginning of left. the episode before he even said, well, maybe not. I can't remember. But like no, before he, he potentially he even said. Well, he was doing it when they were talking about Michelangelo. Oh. He was stirring up the thing. And he said, what's this? And he said, it's for later. Oh. I'm just trying to figure out if it was before or after he said, hey, we should talk to Shannon or tell Shannon. I think he. Yeah. Oh, he's. No, he was talking about Saeed. You need to put aside I, your dis- differences with Saeed. Yeah. And then so he like, starts making the paste already before he even says, hey, we should tell Shannon. So, like, I think, he, one, he intended the entire time to abandon Boone in the jungle, like, as a test. Mm-hmm. But two, to, to see what the island would do, the, well, the island in quotes, the island would do to Boone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, whether or not Boone was worthy to continue on, like, with the island was whether or not he lived through that encounter. Yeah. Right. So, like, it could, you could totally, I think you could totally make an argument that... You know, it was either Jacob or MIB pushing Boone and testing to see what kind of person he was. And in the end, Boone is the kind of person who could see his sister die and feel okay about it. Hmm. And that made him maybe not worthy. Or maybe he was worthy and MIB wanted him gone. Something like that. Is Boone, I'm pretty sure Boone is a candidate. I know that Shannon is. Because, like, the whole criteria of, like, being you know, the bend of the island is that you have to be able to sacrifice everything, right? Yeah. So is Boone being at peace with Shannon's death an indication that maybe he could have been a candidate if, you know, he hadn't... Yeah, it's a, yeah, Jacob's candidates. Yeah. The man in black explained each name is the name of a candidate. Boone's surname, Carlisle, is crossed out. According to it, Boone's number is 226. Since we're talking about Boone, I'm going to go to the Boone trivia page and see what happens. Boone has appeared in 10 episodes after his death. Also, this is the only Boone episode in the entire series. Oh. Yikes. Ian Summerholder went to get that CW money. Boone was the ninth character to have a flashback. <laughs> Boone's total episode count is 28. He died in his 18th episode. Boone was the first of Lost's main characters to die. He died with his eyes open. Oh. Boone, along with Anna Lucia, died in the 20th episode of their respective seasons. R.I.P. Anna Lucia. Despite his early death, Boone serves as a plot device or character motivation in almost every season. In season one, his death causes Locke to continue his quest to enter the hatch, which, as revealed in season two, keeps Desmond from committing suicide, referred to in both seasons as the sacrifice the island demanded. In season three, a spirit vision of Boone gives Locke the imp- how do I, I don't even know that word. To find the gravely injured Mr. Echo. In season five, Locke witnesses the night of Boone's death and implicates it as a pivotal as pivotal in becoming the person he is now. So Boone was a sacrificial lamb in Locke's journey. Yeah. Simon is the name of a character in Lord of the Flies, an often referenced book in Loth in Lost, whose death was also rationalized as a sacrifice to an island. So then who do we do you think that Jacob sacrificed Boone so that Locke could continue to grow? I think yes. I think that Locke was a more obvious choice or like a better choice as he could clearly tell as for the person to take over for him. Like mm-hmm. once they came down on the island, they were like, clearly Locke is better than Boone. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, this one is expendable. But it's like, 
I can't, just can't help but wonder if that whole, like, Shannon thing was, like, a test that maybe Boone failed. Mm. <gasps> Buddy. Well, that's what you get for kissing your sister and then being okay with her dying. True. <laughs> Sometimes bad things happen to morally gray people. True. Which is basically the theme of the show. Yeah. Pharaoh, thank you again for being on the pod. I hope you had a nice time. It was lovely. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, you! Thank you! <laughs> you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. You can follow me at Sparrow Amnesty. <laughs> Sparrow Amnesty on Twitter and Sparrow Amnesty on Instagram. It's really boring for both of them. I never post anything. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're so mean you agree no it's true it's though she doesn't do anything unless we play monopoly then i do true. like live action tweets yeah sometimes sometimes pharaoh's twitter is just like ridiculous quotes that me that i've said as well as my friend or like our friend rena who's coming on the pod in a couple episodes so mm-hmm. That's adorable. <laughs> um, you can follow at the aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and you can go on Redbubble. We have some uh, thing there if you want. I don't know. You're really selling yeah. it, I think. That hype train, though. <laughs> you can also uh, join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the aficionados. As I mentioned, it's expensive as hell. We need so, your help. Um, if, you en- if you enjoy Save our us. content, please help us. Help us, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're our only, only hope. hope. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. bye. The end. Your wife's hot.